welcome back to Money Mile. I am your host, Justin Waller, and I am happy you are here. Money Mile is where we help active, time-crunched people increase confidence with their finances while they are increasing their fitness. We package financial education into roughly mile-sized educational bits for approximately one mile on your long, steady run, and we strive to make each episode valuable for you. This is the best financial education podcast designed for triathletes and runners. In our last episode, we talked about the nutrition equivalent in our financial training plan, cash flow planning. We covered the basics at the sprint level, and your homework from that episode was to start to build a spending plan with saving target, living expense target, and lifestyle expense target. I mentioned the accumulation guardrails of a 20% savings target and 30% housing expense. If you already had a spending plan, your homework was to think of one thing you could do better. So how did that go? Email us at info at wallerfc.com. We respond to every email you send in. So if you did not get a response, please let us know and we will follow up. We are still working on getting the Money for the Long Run newsletter up and running. If you would like to be added, please email us at info at wallerfc.com and we will add you to the list. In today's episode, we will be discussing the efficiency and technique equivalent in our financial training plan, income tax planning. We will be discussing this at the sprint level. When we are done with this episode, I want you to feel empowered to think about the income taxes you pay and think about how you are choosing to pay your income taxes. As Benjamin Franklin said, nothing can be said to be certain except death and taxes. Well, we already talked a little bit about estate planning a couple episodes ago, so it's fitting that taxes are up next. Here I am talking about income tax planning. There are a number of other taxes that are being collected by municipalities, not to mention estate taxes, but today we're focusing on income tax planning. Many people think of taxes as a black box that we cannot impact, and we are subject to the whims of Congress and the IRS code. It has been said that IRS code is written in pencil. Now, I'm recording this in the spring of 2023, and Congress has recently proven with the SECURE Act 2.0 that they can change their minds and will, on occasion, make changes that do not exactly align with previous decisions. That being said, Congress makes the rules. The IRS is responsible for enforcing the rules made by Congress. We will not spend any time debating the merits of tax code because, outside of voting, we can't do anything to impact them. In our triathlon analogy here, taxes are similar to the wind on your last bike ride. If you want to burn any energy complaining about it, that's up to you. Complain all you want, but you still have to turn the pedals. That is where being efficient with your position on the bike and how you are laying down the watts on the ride are going to matter. Being efficient with how you are paying your taxes is very similar. Most states have some sort of income tax and each state handles income tax differently. Because of this, we are only going to focus on the federal United States income tax structure. For those that are successfully financially independent, income taxes are likely going to be a meaningful part of your cash flow. In some situations, income taxes could come close to one half of income. For those with a high income and living in a high income tax state, this can present a very challenging situation. Now, in order for you to win the tax game, you have to have at least a basic understanding of the mechanics behind it. 
There is not a legal way to avoid taxation entirely, but you can mitigate the taxes you pay with a strategic perspective. You can work to pay less in income taxes over your lifetime, and that is what we're going to be talking about here. The income tax system in the U.S. is referred to as a progressive tax system. This means that the higher your income, the larger the percent of tax that is charged. As we are recording this in 2023, there are currently seven stated federal income tax brackets that are from 10% to 37%. There are also at least two shadow taxes, but we'll address those in a future episode. Depending upon the type of income we are talking about, there are also a couple of other tax impacts that need to be understood. Capital gains. This is when you sell something for more than what it costs you to buy it. When this happens, you have to pay income tax on the value in excess of the cost. Capital gains tax has its own brackets, either 0, 15, or 20%. If you are self-employed, you also have self-employment taxes, which equates to the way Social Security and Medicare are funded for the self-employed. This ends up being about 15.3% of income, up to certain thresholds. If we are doing this correctly, you are listening to this somewhere that would be otherwise difficult for you to take notes on number of brackets and total taxes, so I will include in the show notes a resource from one of the firms I partner with, Retirement Tax Services. It is a great tool that will help you understand some of these frameworks. Don't worry about memorizing the percentages or anything like that. What we are working on here is developing a framework and an understanding of how the tax system works. Each taxpayer in the U.S. also has a certain amount of income that they do not pay taxes on. This is referred to on the tax forms as a standard deduction. Some people have enough deductions otherwise that they can itemize their other deductions and reduce their taxable income further, but for most people, the standard deduction is the largest deduction. So let's walk through a basic example so we understand how all of this works. This is not designed to be a comprehensive CPA-type analysis of income taxation, but it should help you understand the fundamentals. Let's say Harry and Jenny are a married couple, and they each earn $64,000 this year from employment. Combined, their income is $128,000. The standard deduction in 2023 for a married couple is almost $28,000. So if we add up their two incomes, $128,000, and then subtract the standard deduction of $28,000, they will have a taxable income of approximately $100,000. The tax brackets start at 10%, and the first $22,000 that you have as taxable income is taxed at 10%. The next bracket is 12%, and that goes up to $89,000 worth of taxable income. So the amount between $22,000 and $89,000 is taxed at 12%. The next tax bracket is 22%, and that goes from $89,000 up to $190,000. The amount between $89,000 and Harry and Jenny's taxable income of $100,000 would be taxed at the 22% bracket. The highest bracket someone pays in is referred to as their marginal bracket for every additional dollar that is taxed is in the margin and taxed at that rate. The tax brackets each then are added up and that is your total tax. So from Harry and Jenny's example, the 10% bracket 
is $22,000 taxed at 10% is $2,200. In the 12% bracket, Harry and Jenny have $67,000 multiplied by 12%. That's around $8,000. And in the 22% bracket, Harry and Jenny have about $11,000 taxed there, which would be about $2,420. So if we add those three brackets up, it's $12,620, and that would be their total tax. When we divide the total tax, 12620 by the total income of 128000 this shows their effective tax rate of 9.8%, almost 10% on average. Each dollar that is earned loses 10 cents in tax, but each additional dollar that is earned raises the total by 22 cents. I mentioned earlier that income tax planning is like improving your efficiency or technique. The easiest way to think about this is like the aerodynamics on a bike. If you are riding into a headwind, you are going to have to work harder to move forward. If there is wind or not, you are still going to have to move the pedals to move it forward, but the stronger the wind, the harder you have to pedal. This is like tax brackets working against you. The higher your income, the higher the tax bracket, the taxes are working against you more significantly. If you can be more aerodynamic on the bike, the wind will not be working against you as hard and it will make it easier for you to make progress. If you can be more efficient with your tax planning, the taxes will not be working against you as hard and it will be easier for you to make financial progress. Professional triathletes spend time in wind tunnels analyzing everything for efficiency. Everything from water bottles to trisuit materials to wheel design, trying to be as efficient as they can possibly be so they can go faster for each watt that they put out. You could spend a ton of time and money trying to pay less in taxes, but this is often an example of the 80-20 rule or Pareto's law. 80% of your results are going to come from 20% of your efforts. There is one way I know that you can pay nothing in taxes. Make no money. Or make less than the standard deduction, anyway. And generally, I don't recommend this approach. Outside of this, there is no legal way to completely avoid paying taxes. And once you understand the basics, you get significantly more efficient. Taxes, in and of themselves, are not evil, per se, but you should not pay any more than you absolutely have to in taxes. If there are things you can legally do to minimize your income tax bill, you should consider it. You don't get a medal if you pay the IRS more than you needed to, you just end up with less money. Just like there is not an extra spot on the podium for the person who had the hardest day on the race course, if you want to do more work on race day, that's up to you. If you can be more efficient and more aerodynamic than other people doing the same amount of work, you will go faster. I define winning the tax game as paying the least in taxes possible over your lifetime. It is not getting a giant refund at the end of the year. It is common for a lot of taxpayers to think that if they get a big refund at the end of the year, they got a lot of money back from the IRS and think of it as a win. If we go back to the earlier example with Harry and Jenny, their federal income tax owed is about $12,600. If they have $12,600 withheld from their paychecks or pay into the system via estimated payments, they are not going to get a refund or have to pay money when they file their return. 
If they had $3,000 more withheld via their paychecks than they needed to, the IRS will give them their overpayment back in the form of a refund. That is all. If you want big refunds every year, simply have more withheld from your paycheck. I don't recommend this, but people do it all the time. Unknowingly, they treat their overwithholding as a type of forced savings. If we go back to Harry and Jenny's example, I will show you how they could have a meaningful impact on their income taxes. Their taxable income was approximately $100,000, and they were paying 22% on the last $11,000 they earned, or roughly $2,400. If Harry and Jenny could save $11,000 into a pre-tax retirement plan through work or contribute to traditional IRAs for each of them up to a total of $11,000, that savings would not be taxed at this time, and their tax bill would go down by $2,400. This is reducing their total income tax paid that year by almost 20%, and they will have $11,000 growing towards their financial independence. If you want to be efficient on your bike, you have to be comfortable in the aero position, and you have to be there a lot. You have to understand what you can and can't do and be able to put down consistent power to get you to your finish line. I hope that with this sprint level of education around how the income tax structure works, you will be able to be more comfortable keeping your finances as efficient as possible and minimizing wasted effort. As with most things, what you do is more important than what you know. So we are going to talk about a bit of homework for this episode. Check out the resource in the show notes and attempt to calculate the total tax you are planning on paying this year. Now, I'm recording this in March of 2023. That does not mean that because we are so early in the year that you can't estimate your taxes. Know that things will change. You might get a bonus. Your income might go up. It might go down. Who knows? But you can calculate it now or have an estimate of it. And for most folks, it'll be pretty close and you'll know if things change significantly. By estimating things now, you can add up your income, subtract your deduction, and compare it to your tax brackets. Voila, there is your tax bill. If you own a business, have investment income, or are self-employed, your calculations are going to be different. This will give you a basic sense of what you are planning on paying the IRS this year. Now, if you want a gold star on this particular homework assignment, go ahead and estimate what you think you're withholding from your paychecks is going to be this year. Please email me at info at wallerfc.com if you have any questions. Thank you for investing a mile with me. I hope it was a valuable time spent for you. Keep in mind, if you work out, everything else will too. I look forward to talking with you again next time on Money Mile.